Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, honorable mentions, future games, things along those lines so we can have a little video game conversation. I'm Dan Tucker. With me, as always, El Ray. Well, everybody. Today's guests I could describe as one half of the dynamic duo that always shows up on Wednesday Night Fall Guys. He is the older half, C3.gg slash HRL Westy. Mr. Westy, how are you, sir? I'm great thanks for having me well welcome aboard we're gonna dive right in let's get into the games first game you want to discuss here tonight nba jam 4.4 rated on channel 3 it's among the best sports games my favorite one is the fact that it's on i think brian mcginnis's just one more list where that you just want to get one more game in there you sneak that in there but probably the best transition for lists it's on your mount rushmore so why did you pick nba jam to kick this thing off Yeah, for me, this is one of the most influential games in my life. So it has to be on there. It started for me as an arcade game, and and I experienced it there. Um, So going back in time, I was a senior in in high school, and NBA Jam came out. They used to have this arcade um, place called Aladdin's Castle, and I don't know if it was regional or, or nationwide, but it was in malls and things. My friends and I discovered that, and... And I, I think it's the first time that I was addicted to a video game. And maybe that's a theme that will carry through the, this podcast tonight. But it was really interesting because it was quick moving, but it had actual players. And to me at the time, I thought the graphics were just outstanding. And it looked like those players. Oh, and they had realistic. different attributes. Yeah. yeah. For being a completely crazy arcade game where things go on fire and you have backboards breaking all over the place. It had a realistic feel to it which is bizarre but it was also like very expensive that that was the other thing i i remembered about it you put in a quarter and you play one quarter of the game so we had a lot of debates early on it's like who was good at it? oh i won a game it's like oh did you win the full game no 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 no. i just played one quarter and it wasn't till later once we played a whole game that, that we really realized how complex the game was and it, it's both catch-up mechanic that we always called fair play where if you got a lead then the computer came back at you hard and uh, about how tricky it was to win at the end because the computer would also kind of ramp it up. So we we got into that and uh, it became a, a focal point of kind of our senior year fun. So it, in in my school, it wasn't that big of a graduating class, like 50 people, but I, I had this core group of, of friends and we were given um, off-campus privileges in the afternoon. And now I realize it was to prevent um, senior slide or at least make it a little bit better. But but we would have this senior seminar in the first part of the day and then be allowed to go someplace and, and just get out of there. And we would rush to the mall that was near us to play this game. And I still remember one of our, our, our competitions going into this thing was who could get there the fastest. And, and one day I was at a, a light and um, it was a right on red situation. I waited until a car was about there and I just darted out in front of that car in a safe way where I could eliminate them from following me. I was going to say, Westy, I'm not a lawyer, but I think the statute of limitations is going to be up on this one, but just be advised. 
not well, Lauren. I mean, it was legal. But then we talked about that as like an Axel Foley moment where I was just waiting for the light to change to, to try to, to win that race. Anyway, okay. So you can cut that out, but that's... Wait, do I have to cut it out? Or do, when you say Ken, do I have to? Otherwise, it stays. <laughs> okay, fine. It's including including okay. this part. This stays. I'm putting... You know what? I'm putting it in. I'm doubling it. I'm putting... You know what? I'm putting it in. I'm doubling it. So, so we would go there, and um, if you bought tokens in bulk, then it wasn't a quarter for a quarter. But we spent a lot of money, especially for for those times where we didn't have money um, at this arcade playing this. And we ultimately, at the end, got one of the accounts to be the grand champion. I had to to fill in for um, one of my friends because he got a little bit farther and we finished it off finally. So, so then going forward, we would use that account as like our shared account on that machine. So then that transitioned into NBA Jam Tournament Edition came out and we were 18 years old. So there was a casino near us that had really cheap video games. So people go to casinos for a variety of reasons. We would go to play in the arcade and it, it's supposed to be the, the babysitter there, right? So so the tokens are super cheap. And um, at, at that time, you didn't get the secrets on the internet. The internet was kind of, kind of starting, but we found in some back corner of the internet this frequently asked questions thing with all of those codes that you can do in nba jam and these different modes that you can turn on like there was this tank mode cheat that i i don't know if you guys are familiar with this one but it it changes it into this like completely different game where it's a first person shooter with vector tanks but you're shooting these things and if you win that game then it gives you all the power-ups in NBA jams. So we we would experiment with that kind of, of thing and, and we really got into it. So I just have to ask, I, you kind of answered my follow-ups, but I have to ask this question. What do you think yeah. the estimate was of what you blew on NBA jam in high school? Cause my God, like, I, I mean, we had the arcade once every couple of weeks, uh, but yeah. man, that thing, like you said, that burned quarters. My God. It did. It did. And, and I, I know I bought, bought tokens in bulk at Aladdin's Castle one time and it was $30 or, or something like that for enough that, you know, I that made it for a while. So, yeah, I don't know how many tokens we got. So that was like 30 The casino, um, the casino pays you money if you're good at it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but on the casino, it was much, much cheaper. Like five bucks would get you enough to, to play and be a jam for as long as you wanted there because they just wanted to keep the kids busy and oh here's the other thing that you're going to need to cut out we used to then hustle a little bit in nba jam because we got so good at it if you had four people playing um the winning team would get a free game so we could get two games out of it so when we were at aladdin's castle we would find people and and play them then when we were at the casino there were three of us there and we just wanted to get that free game and try to advance our profile so we just find somebody to play with the extra person <laughs> as the extra person there. So we'd get the free game. That wasn't hustling. We were just giving somebody a free game. But um, I, I remember that was a source of pride because I, I got so good that I could take anybody in the casino, a kid, and play with them and beat my two friends. And it's like, okay, well, now we know who's carrying everybody in, in this NBA jam. For legal purposes, <laughs> I will just put in here, that's not really hustling, thank God. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, like, hey, it hey kid, not, what's this not. NBA jam <laughs> game? Can 
can you show me how this works? I've never played it before. Come on over. Yo, let's throw a couple bucks. <laughs> no, no, yeah, thank God it wasn't that. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm, le- I'm leaving it. No, I mean, we were paying for other people, but yeah. I'm leaving it. <laughs> okay, so so then I, the exciting thing about that is um, then it, it came out on the Super Nintendo, and we were really into it on the Super Nintendo as well. But the problem with the Super Nintendo is it wasn't four-player compatible right at the beginning, right? You had to get that special adapter, and I think it came with Super Bomberman or something, some kind of a obscure game. And we had to rent that four-player adapter all the time to, to play it. So then when the Nintendo 64 came out and it had the, the four slots, we were all in on that. Game the, the games of Mario Kart, GoldenEye, Perfect Dark alone benefited from that four-player. Yeah, and I'm glad they realized that. I mean, that I think that was an important enhancement to the system. All right, so with that, let's move on to game number two, Pokemon Blue, which is one of the original Pokemon games. It has 4.6 star rating. For those that follow our podcast and our battle here on the podcast, our um, the enemy of the podcast, our one-star raider, has hit this game with a one-star rating. It's clearly not a one-star game. Uh, so Pokemon Blue, I assume that's... It's that's the one you picked because that's the one you owned. Is there is there more behind it? Why blue? Why not red? Why not yellow? It's a, it's a good story. I own both, but Pokemon then came out in the second phase of my video game experience. I, I worked at a store called Funko Land, which was a predecessor to EB Games, Electronics Boutique Games, and then ultimately I think GameStop. I I don't know the succession if if they went out of business and GameStop just kind of ate their lunch or or if it was an actual acquisition but fungal land started in minnesota um where i'm from and and i was working in the the first fungal land store store number one that was by the corporate headquarters so um that was a great game or i'm uh, sorry great job <laughs> Pokemon's also a great game when i was working at fungal land they had every game in existence there um, and all the systems set up. So when you had a slow day working there, you could play every video game. And that was a weird experience for me because prior to that, I had always wanted an experience like that. But then, then when you actually are hit with it, it's a little bit too much. And um, <laughs> But, okay, I digress. Pokemon. So Pokemon was coming out while I was working there, and I kept hearing about how great this game was, and how, oh, there are all these pre-orders, and everybody is going to buy this thing, and it's crazy, and we were fielding phone calls, because they, they couldn't keep it in stock, and I didn't know anything about it. I, I guess if I was more on my game, I, I would have known that it came out in Japan before, and what it was about, and it wasn't really my genre of games. You can tell by the NBA Jam thing, I was very focused in sports and i one of the honorable mentions i i didn't make was nhl 94 that was like the same era and i just had to choose one of the 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 two games but i was very into sports games but i kept hearing about this pokemon game coming out and my last day at funko land was like the second week of pokemon coming out and we were supposed to get a shipment in and um so it was also the the night of the Vikings versus Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football, and the manager of the store really wanted to watch that game. So it was just me, and he turned the store over to to me. That's fine. I'm I'm responsible. I got a shipment in, and they said there was Pokemon in there, and so 
I tried to do something that I've never done before, which was enter all the inventory from the shipment to try to get that onto the shelves because I was very curious about it. And I went through the whole shipment and then Pokemon wasn't actually in there. Um, but ultimately, I got that game. And then I realized why everybody was so addicted to, to this game. It had the, the role-playing game elements. But the thing that hooks me on games like that is the collecting the gotta catch them all aspect of it and and building characters over time. So um, my best character is, is one you wouldn't even expect. It was a, a Spiro that I just took from beginning to end, turned it into a Firo. There was Drill Peck and I was just dominating the, the final four with that. That game kind of changed the way I was thinking about video games and I got hooked on all of the Pokemon series after that. And and now watching my kids play all the different Pokemon games, um, I see that that mechanic and, and that whole genre still holds up really well. So with collecting, did you, and you said you owned first the blue and red, did oh. you find a way to collect all 151 Pokemon? I did. I did, between the two, because I, I at one point then I had a, a Game Boy, the original Game Boy, and I had a, a Game Boy Color, and um, I had a link cord, and I was able to trade among the two just back and forth with myself. I, I also had some friends that were playing, but it's, it was hard to match that up back then. It was pre-internet, and you couldn't get Pokemon any other way. It had to be like physically mm -hmm. um, transferring these things. So that is why I got both of those games. They sold me on that concept where I'm going to get all of these. And so after that, did you ever finish another Pokedex? In like, because you said you played all the other games. All, so that's all, you would do yeah. every single one. Yeah. Well, here's here's the tragedy that happened then too. Um, I was trying to get a workaround to move those original Pokemon from Generation 1 up to Generation 3 was the um, more advanced Game Boy. And I had a cord that was like multiple adapter. And I, I was like, I know the cord. Yep. Okay. And I, I'm like, well, they say this isn't going to work, but I'm going to make this work. And I tried to make it work, and I lost all of the Pokemon from, from G1 on the thing. Now, they transferable anyway really i don't think i could still have mine but but i so many hours went into that but yes i i was a, a completionist and i was trying to do all the pokedexes every time going forward did you so so now playing the new ones have you gotten scarlet uh, um, or, uh yeah so my my son my son has it and he's playing it he's trying to get me to play it too and i've been resistant just because i know it's going to take up so much of my time when i do it it's not something i can kind of half do i i get very into okay i'm going to collect them all and, and and really dive into this so so now he's switched to well you need to get pokemon violet so mm -hmm. then we can get them all and you can just play pokemon violet on your own pace <laughs> and he's probably going to win that argument i <laughs> we got holidays coming up here <laughs> Oh, Dad, so, look what I got you for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, play through it and give me the Pokemon. And he has all of my good Pokemon from, from before. I have these legendaries and really rare ones from many generations ago in that Pokemon home. And I'm like, hey, where'd those go? Oh, they're in my game right now. I'm dominating. <laughs> so my last question on it, um, with the Pokemon Blue or Red, did you were you a fan of doing any of kind of those... Um, like game breaking stuff, like putting like the the missing no 
And all those oh. people are getting like the 99 rare candies or that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that stuff was always interesting and, and I knew about it. Ironically, I would never try something like that because I'd be worried about corrupting all of my Pokemon. And then I lost them anyway, so I probably uh, should have tried some of that. But yeah, I Mew, and I say I got them all, but I did not get Mew for, for the original G1. Uh, no, I'm there with you. I was, I was paranoid about it. I had a Game Boy that went bad on me. I remember having to buy a new Game Boy. I had Pokemon Red and something went wrong with that. And I ended up getting Pokemon Yellow. I was always paranoid. I was like, no, I can't. I can't. Because I'll be the one. I'll be the one. It ruins everything. And I'll never see these Pokemon again. So I, I avoided it all the time. Legitimate fear. Like, like, when you invest that much time and effort into a game, you don't want anything to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to game three. Marvel Snap. Wait, no. I'm sorry. Uh, Marvel Strike Force. <laughs> there, there are other Marvel <laughs> mobile games? No, I'm just kidding. I can't. This, this one's a 4.5 rated well, battle RPG, I think. Mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't play too much of this one. I, I did try it. I gave it, a, I gave it a healthy run in there. Let's not talk about Snap, but talk about Marvel Strike Force. So uh, you were among the, the high ratings. It's got a pretty good uh, pretty good feedback, but you also called out in review. You know, you have to watch. There's a there's a potential money drain with this one. I know they're trying to get you to, to bulk up on characters, but game number three is a, uh, a busy spot to be and especially when you look at some of the honorable mentions coming up. Talk about Strike Force. Yeah, this made list with, with number three in a negative way. So I love this game, but it's terrible. And I, I in the sense that it's very addicting. It's and it hits at everything that I talked about with Pokemon that I get addicted to, but in then a bad way and tries to leverage that to get money out of you. So I play this all the time, but it, it's kind of like what um, White Thunder was saying um, last week or last podcast about, or maybe that's multiple it's podcasts like a, ago. By the time people hear it, it's going to be like a month yeah. ago now. You're, 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 right. a fir- you're the first right. podcast. Of the- of- Happy New Year. You're the first podcast of the New Year. Okay. It's kind of like what White Thunder was saying on his podcast with Facebook, where you're just on it for a long time. You're like, what am I doing here? I, I There are better things that I could do with my gaming time and with my life. So, but the problem with, with, with Marvel Strike Force is I've invested so much time in it and I love the IP, the, the Marvel characters, that, that I can't really quit without, you know, walking away from, from this big investment in time, not money. I, hey, I've always treated these, these freemium games as they're free if you just work your off. <laughs> Can you say yeah, yeah, you can, you can say whatever you want. I'll, I'll, I may censor, but just to make it sound like you said something worse. I don't know. Hey, I gotta tell you, I got a game for you. Then <laughs> don't get in this. Don't don't cross the snap threshold. Don't do it. Save yourself. This is definitely that was definitely a game where you know I, I played and like I said, I played it for a little bit. But there's that episode of South Park where they talk about the freemium games and the Canadian devil being responsible for it. And I fully, I fully felt that with this one because every turn you'd play a level and then it'd be like, hey, buy this character by this character by this character and I started wondering like it was a game where I felt like I was hitting a wall unless I I was going to put money into it and I'm like that that's just yeah. not going to happen I have no problem give, get like, somebody uh, somebody mentioned on one of them get a little something for the freemium game no problem but no that wasn't going to happen for this one yeah for me it started with a game before Marvel Strike Force it was Simpsons Tapped Out and that's an EA game too so you you oh, trust you gotta, that 
they're doubling down on the evil uh, money grab. Yeah. Did you ever play the Simpsons tapped out one? I didn't, but you know what? There was, so there was that South Park and Family Guy, like all that version of that game was having some adaptation to IP of it in basically every IP there was at the time. Yeah, it went nuts. And it was, I got in pretty much at the ground floor, whatever direct marketing and say, you like video games and you like Simpsons. And, and the writers from Simpsons were involved in it. I mean, it was like high quality in terms of dialogue. You chuckle when you were playing it. And it was just more and more of a time suck for me. And it was okay when you're like commuting to work. I was riding the light rail. That's our like train, you know, here into work and on your phone and, and do it a little bit. But, but those kind of games reward you if you log in every few hours and, and, and that. So it, it breeds this addiction and and the this desire to stay interactive with it over time and then then they set up this this choice it's like hey westy we know you're a busy person and there's probably other things you want to do so instead of just logging in eight times today why don't you just give us two bucks and we'll just call it even and we'll give you all this stuff and they're like oh huh that certainly seemed like a good deal to me because my time is valuable at least i think it is and two bucks isn't that much money and then those microtransactions just keep getting pushed on you i didn't do it and and i i just had this moral code that i wasn't going to do it finally on marvel strike force i did pay for one limited time skin thing i think fortnite broke me down on that because i got a lot of value of the fortnite skins and i I finally gave Marvel Strike Force five bucks, but I started Marvel Strike Force in 2018 when it came out, and I was able to escape it for a little while, and then I got pulled back in. And right now, I'm I'm spending way too much time on that, so I need to get out of that eventually. Well, listen again, I've got a game for you. Come on over to Marvel Step, well, join us. Well, that's the thing. When you guys got into that, I'm like, uh oh. This is trouble because it has all of the characters and it looks like it has progression. And it's like, yeah, that is exactly the kind of game that I would love. You don't have to spend a dime on it. That's the best. How do they make money then? I can't figure it out yet because there are clearly Uh, people like you bump into them that are are spending money on the skin variants for the cards and the icons. But otherwise, like haven't hit a wall yet. I mean, they, they, they do, like, their battle pass is monthly. And so, I mean, it costs a bit to buy one each month, but you see the people who, like, the dance that they have the extra, like, skins, but it's not changing anything. I mean, you could probably, you can probably push yourself to get some of the cards a little bit quicker if you okay. if you throw in a decent amount of money. But I, I mean, I didn't, I have not hit a point where I'm like, oh, man, I can't win anymore because everyone else is paying for cards. Because the battle- playing the game. They, they give you the cards. I think, I was going to say, the battle pass, I think the only thing that might be in their silver surfer that i haven't seen yet but everything else in the battle pass has just been a variant of the card itself which has no there is nothing different than the appearance of the card and yeah, you'll get a little bit you get more um like more points more gold you can probably get a couple things a little faster but yeah it's very it's very little like value other than looking pretty okay. and I, I say that as i buy fortnite every single time which has absolutely no value except looking pretty but i keep way buying better it. With the john wick skin it's a fact if you look at my stats way better I don't know why I have more confidence with it, but I just identify with the John Wick. 
Moving on now to the honorable mentions. First on the honorable mention list is Minecraft with the 4.2 stars. So first question, is this like Minecraft original back on the PC when everyone had these weird servers? Or is this Minecraft now because you play with your kids or has it been both? It's a little bit of both. I, I was never in the original Minecraft servers. And I remember hearing about Minecraft. I was like, what is this game? And you ride around in a minecart. And I was like, that's not for me. And then I'd see things where they have like roller coasters with minecarts. Like, yeah, that, that's not my type of game. Then I think um, Microsoft might have purchased it or maybe it was right before Microsoft mm -hmm. purchased it. And then it was on the Xbox, the console version yeah. Before Bedrock, so there was just like the Xbox version. I, I was like, I'm going to try this thing. And I got hooked on that too. It had the building elements that I like in a game where I feel like I'm being productive when I'm playing video games. So I would mine like crazy and build these giant houses that would protect me and stuff. Then my kids got into it. And then they've taken over, just like Pokemon, where they play a lot more Pokemon than, than I play currently. Both of my kids have these massive setups for, for Minecraft. And then they've gone to summer camp that um, specializes in Minecraft and building things. And, and they learn more about Minecraft and programming, too, which is kind of cool. That really became a big thing for our whole family at this point. Is your family, is it, do you focus on the free build mode or do you guys like do the survival? And survival. actually try to kind of, you do like yeah. progressing through the story well, and all that okay. stuff. Sorry, there's probably a debate here. <laughs> I, I only play survival. I don't like having everything available. So I'll occasionally just load up on TNT and blow up a world because that's kind of satisfying in some ways and <laughs> maybe edit that one out too <laughs> but but um it, the the kids will do more of the free play creative stuff too i i think my daughter did a, a blue channel three out of um sheep blue sheep that's her type type of thing that she likes to do so where are you all playing now because i remember it came i was in college when it first came out and i was i didn't understand it when they were talking about these things and then my youngest brother picked it up when it came out on Xbox 360. That's that's when I watched him play it a bunch. Where are you playing it now? Okay, my daughter plays on the iPad. That's her primary um, system for that. And my son plays on the PC. And so we bought, consequently, six different versions of this. We have the the regular PC one, whatever that is, the, the Bedrock one. Uh, we have the iPad version and um, the Xbox version. We have it on the Switch, too, with Mario. That's pretty cool. You have um, kind of like your your favorite build or favorite creation that you worked hard and put together on? That world that I was telling you about, that I spent so much time like getting, that was survival, and just setting up and then finally beating that um, Ender Dragon and then you go into that other space, I forgot what that's called, and then um, get those wings. That took a long time. The Nether and the Ender, right? Those are the... I, I, I'm learning. I'm catching up on this one. Yeah. And then there's something else past the Ender Dragon. I, I forgot what that world's called. We can look it up and someone can fact check. Second game on the honorable mention list is both Madden slash NCAA football. Yeah, so, throw Monster League football in there while you're at it. <laughs> Hold on, this is a new opinion. I don't think I don't know if I've heard anyone say that they're the same game. Please go ahead, 
Tell, tell me about this. Right? I mean, you're playing American football, and it, it's are you playing with the um, NFL rules or are you playing with NCAA? And, and the difference is not on the field. And that way, it's pretty much the same. The, the difference is in franchise or whatever, if you're, or dynasty, if, if you're recruiting people in college and trying to advance your school versus the NFL where you're doing more with money, salary cap, and that kind of thing. I put them together because they're both EA sports games, and I would buy one or the other every year when they both came out. Do you have a favorite year or a year that stuck out, or maybe, is it a favorite, maybe a favorite uh, video game cover? It would be, I think, the last year that NCAA football came out that I purchased. I, I don't think I have the, the most current one because that one's worth a lot of money My God, on the yeah, internet. 14, like, good luck getting a hold of that at this point. It's crazy. But they, they're bringing it back, so that'll help drop the prices then, I, I, I think, whenever they get, they get the new version out. But, yeah, I still go back to that version of the game. I think it, I have it on the um, Xbox 360, and I play that back when it first started with that NCAA, you had to enter all of the um, player names by hand. So I bought a magazine, talk about Time Suck, and I entered all of, it started with the Big Ten. I, I'm a, a Minnesota Gopher fan. So I just did that. And then I kept expanding on those names. The next year, I realized there was a place that you could buy them. And it was in Iowa, too, ironically, pretty close. But they entered all of them onto one memory card. And then you send them your memory card, and they just transfer it over and send it back to you. That was the greatest thing, because you could not get the player names. And that added so much. And the interesting, like, Easter egg in there, maybe it's not even an Easter egg, but if you had the names right, the announcers would say the names in that game. So they like set it up to, to have the names in there and then just erase the names and publish the game. So anyway, thank you to those Iowa people that were entering all those because that saved me a lot of time. That I don't mind spending money on. I think that was 10 bucks and, and added a lot to that game. So are you someone that... Uh, because you're, I was, you're a Gophers fan. You're, I'm assuming you're a Vikings fan up in in Minnesota, right? Are you someone that you have to play with your team when you play Madden, or are you are you allowed to, are you allowed to play with other teams as well? Well, okay, for Madden, yes, it's always Vikings. I can't play as anybody else. I I can't even tolerate it. For for college football, I was getting really good at that game, and the Gophers were actually. Believe it or not, too good. So then I started playing with this is years ago, Rutgers and and some of the bad teams. And I, I also adopted Army. So I always have this rooting interest for Army in the Army Navy game, even though I have no association with the Army other than this video game. So I watched the Army Navy game the other day. I'm like, go Army, beat Navy. That man, that's a real gutsy race calling this out. And again, I'm going to date this thing this way. Real gutsy. Are you a Giants fan, Ray? I am a Giants fan. That was a big game today, bud. Big game today. Let's tell you, I don't, I don't know how they're doing what they're doing this year. I'm not, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to tell Westy I'm an Eagles fan either because he's got his own problems from a few <laughs> years ago now. And I, I have no idea. I don't know how the Giants are having success. And of course, the entire, the entire uh, NFC East decided to have success at the same time. I. I, I can't tell. I can't tell you what's happening. Not the there. entire Ray. Not the entire. <laughs> Most of it. I, I don't understand. I yeah, only see a quarter of it having success. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I only see a quarter of it having success. But you go ahead, Westy. Well, I was just gonna say the Eagles have the Vikings number, and then 
after that game that you were talking about from years ago to, to go to the, the Super Bowl, then the Vikings hired one of the Eagles coaches, right? And then that just didn't even pan out for us. Oh, that, that so, flat out blew up in their faces. That did not pan out. That just yeah. blew up in their faces. Yeah. All right, we're moving it. We got to get out of it. We got to pull the ripcord on this. I can't I can't let this go any deeper. It's going to get ugly. All right, let's let, let's go. Let's move to game 3. Let's talk about GoldenEye, a classic on the Nintendo 64 specifically. I I'm going to tell you right now already, so the day this podcast drops, I've already entered the quest in based on me about to go off on the fact asking, is this the worst escort mission of all time in gaming? So which which mission? Oh, the one where you have to protect uh, Natalia while she's trying to hack into the computer. Computer and she's slow. <laughs> um, and, and just you've got six doors you got to cover, and she's just wandering yeah, and, into and gunfire. Running, running the wrong way sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, I. The thing I remember most about that game are, are two things. One, the four-player aspect like we were talking about and being able to play with friends. That was insane. Um, so we did a lot of that. The other thing was the first mission in, where you start in the vents and you, you come down. There was to get unlock the ultimate secret, whatever that third level was. I, I, I can't remember now at, at this point. You had to go really, really fast. Oh, you had like a a minute. minute. It was something. You had like sixty seconds to do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I just remember playing that so many times in a row until I finally got it. And that's one of my proudest achievements is when I finally hit on that thing. Oh, I no, I I know the exact feeling you're talking about. You're trying to you're trying to run. You're trying to take somebody out. You're trying to. I I I had to put hit him a third time. Two bullets didn't get the job done. I needed a third. I didn't have that half a second. That cost me. Those games where then you start to learn everything that that the CPU controlled players are doing and where they're going to be and when you get the right combination of things. It's like, oh, yes, he is in that room this time. So now I can actually do this, whatever strategy we're doing. You had to get the right setup. Yeah. So so what was the was the biggest argument over the screen sniping then where you're looking? Don't look at my corner. No, no, you watch your uh, own corner. Yeah, I guess we've had this this stream sniping argument back then, except that we were all streaming in our own little corners of, of TVs. I, I never made that connection before, but yeah, that screen sniping was now stream sniping, and we used to get in tons of arguments about that. It's like, oh, you look down. It's like, I can't avoid it. This TV's not that big. I'm going to see. <laughs> They're sneaking up on me. All right, let's go into the future now. We've certainly spent our time in the past here let's talk about a future game you're looking forward to coming off the game awards i i have to admit first of all i didn't realize that um this was the guy who played the joker on gotham who played that part on uh star wars in uh fallen order i i just totally realized when i said oh look it's just he's just the guy i it wasn't just a render but anyway jedi survivor that's on your future uh future games list here yeah and i was surprised by that too when i when i was watching that it's like a real person that looks like the character that game is, is interesting too when that game came out for for the console people told me wes you've got to play this game this is right up your alley you love star wars i guess i haven't talked about that i talked a lot about marvel and stuff but i love star wars so i love the property i've i've played previous games and i never got into this one i think i was just too busy at the time and then just during the pandemic, I bought it for the PC. Now I have a PC. I also didn't have a PC before. Played it on there, and wow, they were right. I mean, the story is great, and it matches with 
canon in other ways. I, I always thought of these Star Wars games like Knights of the Old Republic and, well, even to some extent Battlefront and stuff as these separate entities that, that weren't part of the Star Wars story or universe. It's just like, oh, you can play and be kind of adjacent to, to what, what's going on. But, but this one has, has interactions with some of the characters from other stories and plays into the, this gap that they have in between movies. So I, I love the, the lightsaber fighting. I love building games. In this case, you're building your force powers and unlocking more as you go. So I'm very excited about playing the, this new version, and the trailer looks fantastic. Yeah, the, the aesthetics, the music, I've said it before on here, and my son's playing through uh, Fallen Order now, and it's just, it's beautiful you just get really sucked up into it i'm really curious to see i'm just curious to see what the plan is going forward here so like you said it's it's pretty cool that everything kind of weaves this is a my understanding is and correct me if i'm wrong this is a canonical game at this point it is uh part of the, the lore and legacy and that's the thing like oh they've they just i against it is it dominic or i can't remember what the guy's name is and i, I feel bad um because he, he again, he's he's done other stuff too, but he is right there, ready to go for whenever they're ready to tap him for uh, Ahsoka or whatever whatever else they got hanging in the background. It's uh, they're ready to tap him. Let's go. Yeah, it's exciting. All right, one of the things we do here on the podcast is we take a quest. A question from the history of Channel 3's history books. And we pick that question to ask you now. We don't give you warning on it. We just take something and uh, see what you want to talk about there. So one of the quests that you've answered in the past on Channel 3, what game needs a VR upgrade? Did I answer it on you Channel did. 3? You did. You actually answered Pokemon Snap. Okay. <laughs> Great answer, by the way. Great yeah. Answer. Yeah. I... Pokemon Snap was a, a very important game for me, too. As I said, I was really into Pokemon. And then that, that was a, a 3D models of Pokemon that you could interact with in a different way because you could throw apples at them or smoke bombs or whatever, those stun things, yeah. and, and you could get them to interact. And you felt like you were part of the world as opposed to the, the top-down or even the Pokemon Stadium that had 3D models. But... You were just watching them them fight. Here, you, you felt like they were around you. So um, when I think about what is good about VR, it's, it's being immersed in that world. And if you could have a Pokemon Snap VR game, you could be then looking all around, up, down, left, right, and be trying to take pictures of them and interact with them in different ways. I'm surprised. I mean, the Labo thing, it, you know, it's probably dead, but I'm really surprised they didn't with the new Pokemon Snap on the Switch really take a run at that. Like they, they had it there. They had, I mean, as silly as the cardboard goggles were, I'm surprised they didn't at least build one of the levels where like, hey, listen, you're here already. Just let's make this work. Yeah. So we get to the end of the podcast. We always ask this question for our guest. What is your favorite feature on Channel 3? Yeah, I'm going to expand on, on some of the answers that, that we've had before. The thing I like best about Channel 3, the, the feature, is it brings together a bunch of people with the same interests, in this case, gaming. When, when I try to tell people about this they're like oh social media you know it's so divisive and and people are always just about themselves this community is not that way um we're, we're all coming together and helping each other i i'll take like l ray's run with the um super mario uh, 64 when you were doing that race 
Um, <laughs> the the back and forth on that. Who were you going up against? I can't even remember who it was. Uh, I believe it was Thunder Pump until I think Darth Smeagol. I think oh, came in at the end. Totally with Thunder, Thunder Pump and I were going at. I believe joke early on. It's like somebody else is going to come in over. Yeah, from there it would happen. Top, but but that was great to watch. You guys were learning from each other in the times and getting better. And and I one of the things I, I like about Channel Three is how we're coming together in our joint love of video games and then making each other better and giving each other tips. It's not a toxic, um, competitive or divisive atmosphere. It, it's really one of celebrating gaming together. There have been a few of those weekly events or, you know, the weekly challenges where, like you said, thankfully it's never gotten toxic. And I think the community is very good at, uh, self-policing that not that it's necessarily needed but there have been a few times where you just watch these slugfests back and forth yeah you know, i jokingly just submitted like i put my dirt bike challenge in for this week i'm like i'm not getting a million and a half points i'm not competing with joel give me my xp i'm out that's it um but but there are other times where you see like the, those slugfests that occur and it's just fun and wholesome and people are intentionally posting videos of like hey here's how i did it shave a few seconds off if you want to go for it there to just have a little fun with it it's pretty cool to watch yeah, and the other thing that, that I like, I don't know if this is a feature, is when we do these tournaments and things, how it's either on these team-ups, random teams, where then you you just play the hand you're, you're dealt. People are, are really welcoming. I, I've been on both sides of it, where I'm a little bit better than or more experienced than the person I'm playing with, or I've been just complete garbage, and somebody's tried to carry me. And, and nobody's grouchy about that or or hold it against it, it it's more like hey i was there once let's figure this out together and i also like the tournaments that we do when um it's open and and teams is someone will go through and try to pair the experienced player with the less experienced player to to try to even out the teams and with that we've made it to the end of another podcast thanks again to c3.gg slash hrl westy you can find a podcast at c3.gg slash podcast we drop these every wednesday morning at 3 33 a.m eastern on all the major platforms including spotify google podcast and apple Podcasts. i am l ray dan tucker runs the show westy thanks for being our guest everyone have a good day thank you